We hope you enjoy listening to this weekly podcast from Lifeline Church. Find out more by visiting lifelinechurch.co.uk. Um, for those that don't know me, as I said, my name is Mark, um, and I'm one of the worship leaders at Lifeline. And I just wanted to spend a little bit of time today unpacking that last song that we just uh, sang about, um, which comes actually, the, the initial part of it, the first part of it comes straight from Scripture, which is Numbers 6, 22 to 27. It's the blessing. The Lord said to Moses, tell Aaron and his sons, this is how you are to bless the Israelites. Say to them, the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. This prayer was given by God himself. During an archaeological dig back in 1979, a pendant was found which actually had this particular piece of scripture engraved upon it. It's quite fascinating and it's 400 years older than the Dead Sea Scrolls. On it was the blessing. So my earliest recollection of the blessing actually is quite funny really. I was brought up in the Methodist church and when I was quite small um, we used to have communion and communion used to take place once a month. Every single month you had one service, which was communion service. And the thing was, if you hadn't been confirmed, then when you went up to the front to kneel down and stuff, rather than having the bread and wine, the minister put his hand on your head and said the blessing over you. Well, I remember one particular morning when this was taking place and the minister had his hand upon my head. I said to my mum, I don't want the blessing, I want the wine. Well, little did I know that we were, we were a Methodist church and therefore the wine wasn't actually wine anyway. It was grape juice. But one quick elbow from my mum put pay to any talk about the wine idea. And I wandered back to my pew, quite dis, disheartened, I suppose. But if I'd taken the time to listen to what was being spoken over me, maybe I would have been a little bit less disappointed. Being a worship leader, I listened to a lot of worship music. One of the things that we look for uh, in songs that we select and do on a Sunday are songs that are directed towards God and not necessarily about the songs that make us feel particular things. Well, the song The Blessing doesn't fall into that category, but when I first heard it, I remembered back to I Want a Glass of Wine episode and I looked at the words again and I had the song playing on repeat for a whole day and just was taken into the presence of God. That's the only way I can describe it. Recognising his goodness and his mercy. Occasionally worship songs come along, I think, that capture the spirit of God. And this one came out at such a time. I think God released this to his people in preparation for what was coming. As you all know, the world as we knew it changed for us in the UK on the 16th of March 2020. So this happened 10 days after this song was actually released. Now, most of you probably wouldn't have even known what Zoom was before lockdown occurred. And for some of us, we're still getting used to it. I mean, I work in IT and I'd never used the product before, but I actually use it pretty much every single day now. Churches all over the world started to look at how they operated. They were no longer meeting in buildings and wanted to meet together. And same way they thought about music as well. And this particular song spread like wildfire. The blessing was being sung country after country, nation after nation. 
And if you actually go and search on YouTube now for the blessing, you will pretty much find it produced from every single country over the whole globe. And I thought, what an amazing declaration. God's people singing over their nation the blessing of God. It's available in multiple different languages. Go and have a listen. I particularly like the one from Zimbabwe. Those men and women can sing like no other people and they mix it in with all the different languages and it's absolutely amazing. Anyway, back to the scripture. As I go through, I'm going to break it down a little bit by little bit and you'll see some what's called amplification of the scripture. So what does the Amplified Bible do? Well, it goes in more in depth. It starts to unpack the words that are being spoken. Because when you think about it, think the Lord bless you and keep you, that's, that's good, isn't it? But when you actually start to break down and look into the original text that was there and actually trans translate it and unpack it a little bit more, there is some phenomenal amount of goodness <laughs> that is there. May Yahweh, your heavenly father, he who exists, kneel before you. That sort of messes with my head. I'm thinking, he's the God of the universe. What on earth is he doing kneeling before me? And yet I think as a father myself, when my children were very small and particularly, when I looked down upon them, they looked up. I must have been a towering thing. And so typically if I wanted to give them something, I knelt down, I got down to their, their level and I could look them in the face. This is a gift from God. A blessing is an actual gift from God. It's freely given. Quite amazing, isn't it? You see, some of us, I think, like Jacob in the Bible, they try and strive for, they try and steal a blessing, even though it's completely free of charge and given from God himself. Sometimes if we work toward it or strive to get it or wrestle for it or whatever, we fail to realise the goodness and the mercy and the grace of Almighty God. God's desire is a longing to bless his people. It's amazing, isn't it? He is the one that initiated this blessing. He told Moses to tell Aaron the particular words and they spoke it over the nation. We now have Jesus as our high priest and he desires that we be blessed with the blessings of, the, of God. If we look at Paul, it says in Ephesians that in him we have all been blessed with every spiritual blessing. In 20, verse 24, he says, the Lord bless you. Well, we'll discuss that. But if we look at Proverbs 10, 22, is the blessing of the Lord that makes us rich. And he adds no sorrow to it. That so doesn't come as a cost. Jesus has paid the cost already, but it's a gift. And this morning, I want us to take away from my talk this morning, that fact that God has showered his blessings upon us. It's not based upon our circumstances, where we grew up, how long we followed him and stuff. His desire is just to want to bless us. You see, if we become like Jacob and we try and grab it, we try and trick people into it. I think we miss it. I think we miss the very heart and the nature of God. God's blessings are there really to bring us joy. So the scripture goes on to say, the Lord keep you. And I think so many, often many people struggle with this and they, they work hard and they strive and they try and try and try to, to earn it. We cannot earn what God has given freely. It's not something to earn. Jesus played the price at Calvary and we just have to be there handed and accept it. In Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 3, Isaiah says that the Lord will keep in perfect peace those whose minds are steadfast because they trust in him. Peter in 1 Peter chapter 1 verse 5 says that we are shielded by God's power. And in 2 Timothy 1.12, Paul writes, I know whom I believed. And I'm convinced that he is able to guard what I have entrusted to him 
until that day. So it's the Lord that keeps us. It's the Lord that protects us. It's our Father God whose hand of protection is over us. Imagine that the God of the universe, the God that knitted you together in your mother's womb, has a desire motivated out of pure love to give you a gift. And that gift is his blessing. In verse 25, the Lord makes his face shine upon us. That's God's glory. It radiates upon us. In Exodus, if you look at Exodus chapter 33 and 34, Moses is asking the Lord to show him his glory. And the Lord allows him to experience just the afterglow because it would have consumed him while he was at the mountain. And what happened when he came down from the mountain, the Bible says that the people said his face was glowing. His face was glowing. There's a number of points in history. I'd love to zip back in time just to have a look. And that's one of them. Imagine the guy coming down the mountain, Moses that they'd known. He disappeared up the mountain for a number of days. They thought he was probably dead. Down he walks and his face is a glowing. Absolutely amazing. Paul picks up on that in 2 Corinthians chapter 3 and 4. And he says that we find that same glory in the face of Jesus. In chapter 3 he says, But we all with open face beholding as in a glass the glory of the Lord are changed into that same image, even by the Spirit of God. Just think about that for a second. God wants his glory to radiate from you. That as we spend time in his presence, let's have an expectation that that glory will start to radiate, will start to change and affect the situation that we find ourselves in. Think about it when the, uh, the disciples are up the mountain with Jesus and the transfiguration. They saw Jesus at that point in his glory. That's to shield their eyes. So it says in scripture that we are to let our light shine before men. This is purely God's grace. What's God's grace? It's God's riches, God's riches at Christ's expense. It's unmerited, it's unearned, it's undeserved, but it's favour from the Lord. The Lord is gracious and he wants us to experience his grace, which as Paul says in the Bible, is sufficient for us all. The Lord lift up his countenance. Countenance, what a bizarre word. Well, if you go back into Genesis where there was Cain and Abel, they both brought an offering before God. This was Cain's first encounter with God and he got a bit cheesed off because God didn't accept his offering. And the Bible says that Cain's countenance was what? It was fallen. I picture that as him being not particularly happy, a little bit downcast, maybe a bit angry. Not that we should get angry, but maybe a bit angry, a bit knocked off at God. Picture him scowling. I wonder how many of us think of God, our father, like that. God is angry with me. God is scowling at me. God's going to let his rage just squish me like a bug. Do you know what? I believe God is smiling over us because we're his children and because he loves us and because he cares for us. And it says he gives us peace. Such a small word, isn't it, peace? And it's available there. His perfect peace, his personal peace, Jesus' peace. Jesus said, I give you, not as the world gives you, but don't let your heart be troubled. And don't let it be afraid. It's a peace of God that surpasses all our understanding. And it keeps us and it guards our heart and it guards our mind. And I believe that God wants us to have the peace. And what's the last thing he says? He says, as you speak this over the people, I will bless them and I will put my name upon them. 
put that means that God's name is put upon us when this blessing is spoken over us. He knows us. He chooses us. He loves us. He puts his name upon us. Now, for those that are a little bit biblical scholars and stuff, we can we can look at this particular verses and passage and we notice that the word you is used six times. And in biblical terms, six represents man. And if you look at the Lord in this thing, the Lord is used three times. Really, that's Father, Son and Holy Spirit. They're all in the action of this stuff. They all work together to deposit the blessings from heaven. How many of you still are struggling at this time? Struggling with an element of fear? Struggling with an element of where is God in all this? Where is he in all this mess? How can he allow all this stuff to happen? Why am I not allowed to do this? Why am I not allowed to do that? Why have friends and family passed away from this? Why is it wiped out? Hundreds of thousands of people the world over. God uses all things to build his kingdom. And I was just thinking back when I look at how many times the, that, uh, the blessing has been played just from the UK version. It's coming up to four million times. And as I started to, to tot up the different countries from around the world, I lost count after about 20 or 25 million views of that song. That's 25 million people have had the blessing, this piece of scripture sung over them. So at this time, as we sort of emerge out of lockdown, and we hope we fully emerge out of lockdown and stuff, I want us to recognize that that peace of God is available. That blessing is available. We need to look to him and we need to trust him in it. As I was praying about this and I was waiting upon him, I was thinking, who's been affecting God? And the word abandonment came. Those that feel abandoned, those that feel isolated, those that feel on their own, those that are striving to please him, yeah? Striving, working really hard to do it. If I do this, 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 and this, then God's going to be pleased with me. God's pleased with you and he wants to bless you. Those that think peace is an impossibility. Why? Because life is too chaotic. It's too difficult. It's too stressful. Your headspace is always foggy. And those that have excluded themselves and don't think they deserve God's blessing. No one is excluded from him. Jesus came for absolutely every single one of us. He gave up all his riches, all the riches of heaven for me and for you. Here's a challenge for you all this week. I've noticed that whenever you have a conversation with people, the conversation for some reason tends to end up talking about the coronavirus in some way, shape or form. So my challenge to you this week is if that creeps into the conversation, find that moment and speak this blessing over the people involved in that conversation. Because as I believe as we do that, God's power is released. His peace is released. So that's the challenge. Even for you children that are out there, if you've got a friend that's really scared of what's happening in the world right now, then go find your Bible, get mum and dad to help you if you can't find it. Write that piece of scripture out for yourselves and start to speak it over your friends. Start to declare it over your relatives, maybe a colleague at work, maybe your teachers, maybe your neighbours, maybe your children. God has given us so much. And I believe that this time and at this season, it's time for us to give back out of his rich deposit he is deposited into us now me being me i was thinking to myself i wonder what it must have been like when aaron after moses had given him the word to speak over the people i wonder what it had been like to listen to that the first time so i googled it and i found 
a guy that's singing you. So to finish this morning, Matt's going to play that clip for us. And I just want you, just for a couple of minutes, just to listen to the voice of God as he sings over us. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. And I believe the Spirit of God this morning will deposit that for you. If you will lift up your hands for the Lord. I pray this blessing and wherever you are, if you're at home, do the same. This is the blessing that God himself wrote the words to. It's, it's a, there's a power in it. He said, when you do this, you will place my name upon them. And this was given to the sons of Aaron. That's the house I'm from. So it's my blessing to give it to you. Who It was given to God's people. You are the people of God. And God's will is to bless you. So here in the language of the Bible, the blessing. Adonai child of God and keep you in all your ways the Lord God of Abraham Isaac and Jacob lift up the glory of his countenance lift up and cause his face to shine upon your life you the servant of God and give you grace poured out from heaven the Lord God of heaven and earth the eternal ancient of days, the I am, the Lord God calls to rise upon your life, the glory of his countenance, upon your home, upon your life, upon your heart, upon your ministry, upon every work of your hands. And the Lord give to you shalom, life, fullness, peace, victory, anointing, all the blessings of his love, Bashem Yeshua HaMashiach, in the name of Jesus, the Messiah, the name above all names, Or HaOlam, the light of the world, Uchvod Yisrael, the glory of Israel, the Melech HaMalchim, and the King of all kings. Amen. Quite powerful, isn't it? And that's available for us. As I said, remember your challenge this week. If the conversation turns to coronavirus and fear seeps in, just take a moment out to pray that blessing over the people 
And I believe the atmosphere will see the atmosphere change. Thank you for listening to this podcast by Lifeline Church. We hope this message has been an encouragement to you. We are a relational church with a passion to demonstrate God's love to one another and our surrounding community in real and practical ways. We believe that God has called us to have an impact on our families, our communities and our nation. We'd love to connect further with you, so please do visit our website at lifelinechurch.co.uk, on Facebook, lifeline.church.uk or Twitter at lifelineuk.com.